At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare the wait is almost over get ready for the 2024 nfl season as the full schedule is announced every rival every rematch Every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Line Brady Cannon live here at the VEASAN studio inside the South Point Hotel Casino and Spa in fabulous Las Vegas. Josh Applebaum back in the Northeast, back at home with his uh, new fiance. Congratulations again on a successful week out here last week in Las Vegas, Josh. And we're going to talk some NBA. Brian Geltziler is going to join us. He is a host on SiriusXM's NBA radio. Get his thoughts on the games tonight, the whole playoff picture, and also see if he has an update on Joel M. Bead status. Uh, but before we do that, I know you've got a couple of baseball games on your mind today, and I want to begin in Wrigley Field. Big win for the Cubs on Monday with the San Diego Padres coming to town. And this Cubs team has been really red hot as of late, Josh. They are now in first place in the NL Central. They've overtaken the St. Uh, Louis Cardinals. Now, they will have Kyle Hendricks on the hill today to face Ryan Weathers and the Padres. And it's pretty much a pick 'em game. Just a slight favorite are the Cubs here at BetMGM at minus 115 with a total of eight. What do you think about this one today at Wrigley? Yeah, Brady, I think this is a good opportunity to buy low and keep betting the Cubs here today. So a couple things. They had that big win yesterday, 7-2. to two. They've been playing a lot better. Remember, they had a really tough start to their season, but they've won, uh, what, they won like seven of the last eight, four of the last five. They're playing well recently and had that win yesterday in San Diego. And I think, you know, the public kind of looks at this game and says, the Padres have a better record. The Padres are really good. A lot of young studs, Tatis, all that. 
Uh, how do we not take even money or a little bit of plus money on the Padres here? It seems like a, a kind of a, an obvious play, but I love this movement here toward uh, the Cubbies here, Brady. You saw the Cubs open at some shops. This was like San Diego minus 110. Now it's flipped to Cubs minus 110. So you're seeing that movement toward the Cubbies here. And I think one thing that you're, you can hang your hat on here uh, is Cubs against a lefty. You know, there are certain teams uh, throughout MLB season this year, Brady. Really, it's the Cubs, it's the Oakland A's, and it's the White Sox. These, are, these teams are really, really good against lefty starting pitchers so if you look at Hendricks you know you kind of look at the matchup you know his ERA is a guy he was great a few years ago he's got a 4.63 this year ERA not great you look at Ryan Weathers he's got a 1.31 here for the pod so it's like how do you not take the Padres here but you've seen the Cubs 12 and 3 against lefties this year they've mashed lefties they're only 18 and 20 against righties so to me public's loading up on San Diego yet lines moving to the Cubs Cubs are playing well Cubs are contrarian and Cubs crush lefties who they have today. I'll be looking at laying it once again with the Cubs at Wrigley here. Uh, night game, Brady. Hopefully they got the lights going here. Not a day game, but a movement here toward the Cubs. I'd lay it with Chicago on this one. One thing to be aware of, too, Ryan Weathers sometimes doesn't go necessarily the distance for the San Diego Padres. They'll have him go for about three innings or so. So you talk about the success of the Chicago Cubs against left-handed pitchers. Maybe think about playing the Cubs for a first five bet as well. We know how good that San Diego bullpen is. So if you get into that and it happens to be a right-hander or whatever, maybe it kind of throws your handicap off there a little bit of going against Ryan Weathers, the left-hander. So a possible look there as the Cubs in the first five over the Padres. All right, your Red Sox are in Houston to take on the Astros, and they're a good size underdog here. Garrett Richards on the hill against Luis Garcia. About minus 140 on the money line in favor of the Astros with a total of eight. Yeah, so Brady, I was on the Sox yesterday, uh, and that was not fun. They lost 11-2. to There's a big line move in their favor. Uh, beat the closing number. You feel good, but the end result uh, didn't go your way if you were with Boston yesterday. So I think a lot of times when you're a new better, you say – you lose, a team doesn't play well for you, you're mad at them, you want to auto-fade them the next day. To me, I don't think that's that's a good way to look at it. That's kind of dangerous. Take each game individually uh, because there are different factors at play that you got to keep in mind. But long story short, Brady, I like Houston today. Again, not because I'm bitter because my socks uh, got crushed yesterday, but I like this move toward the, the Astros in this one. You had uh, the Astros open as kind of a really short minus 115 home favorite. Uh, this is Garcia against Garrett Richards here. Uh, and really, the public doesn't know what to do. They know the Sox have done well on the road and against and as a dog uh, and also against um, righties here. But yet, we're seeing big, big money hit the Astros here. The Astros have moved from minus 115 to about minus 135. So match a couple systems I like. A uh, steam 15 cents or more on a team off a win. Big money. You're feeling good. You're off a win. 71 and 50 this year, 59%. Also steam 15 cents or more on a home team off a win. Yet the crowd behind you as well that's 64 and 37 63 percent also like that you're kind of on a uh, a non-division favorite to me i don't like taking um favorites in non-division in division but non-division lack of familiarity i'm going houston here i'm laying it with this big move on the strohs all right very good we will get to some more baseball later on in the program as well i know you've got one more game you're looking at this is the lombardi line brady cannon and josh applebaum with you on v sin the sports betting network and it's time to get into a little nba we want to bring in our man brian geltzeiler he joins us now from sirius xm's nba radio you can find him as a host there does a great job also follow him on twitter at Hoops Critic. And Brian, thank you very much for joining us. Welcome to the program, sir. 
My pleasure, guys. How are we doing today? We're doing great. And before we get into some of the games, have you heard anything on the latest for Joel Embiid's health status? We uh, opened the show. Of course, he gets injured in the first quarter in a loss, what eventually became a loss to the Washington Wizards on Monday night. Uh, obviously, you're an insider as far as the NBA is concerned. Have you heard any details further on Joel Embiid's status, Brian? It's been pretty quiet. And, and I listen, I think that... If it was really bad, I think that it would be hard for them to contain. I do think they're concerned, and I think in a situation where you have the the Sixers up 3-0 in a series, they're not going to take any chances in the moment and make sure that he's okay. Um, Again, right knee soreness, they didn't necessarily say that fall is what injured him, but obviously it was. Um, I would think that, you know, they're going to be careful with Embiid. I don't think Embiid's going to be out for any extended period of time, but I do think that there is some concern. The knee has been something that's been a lingering issue for him. It certainly acted up last night. It's one of these situations that no one should panic, but it should bear watching here going forward. Brian, I totally agree with you. This is a big injury to monitor. And we're already looking at tomorrow's line. This open 76ers at home, minus six and a half. They've been bet up to seven. We did see another small injury. Davis Bertans, the uh, the big man who can shoot the three for Washington. He's going to be out for a while, four to six weeks. So that's a small injury on the Washington side. But Brian, let me get your take on the other big injury in the NBA right now. Obviously, Anthony Davis, we're looking at tonight's number. Uh, it opens Suns around minus three and a half, minus four. They've been bet up to minus five. What's your expectation tonight? Is this a play where, hey, it's a number that you may be a little apprehensive laying, but the Suns are in a good spot with no AD? Or do you say, hey, five points is a lot. I know AD's not playing, but LeBron getting five in the playoffs, that's appealing. What's your take on tonight's game with a spread of five, Suns minus five? Yeah, I I would lay the five with Phoenix. Here's my concern with the Lakers. They are built offense, but defensively, they were still the number one team in the NBA defensively without Davis and James. They're built to defend no matter who's on the floor. Offensively, they're built around Anthony Davis, almost more than they're built around LeBron James, guys. And without Anthony Davis and his ability to not only score from the perimeter, but his inside scoring, which is maybe their biggest offensive weapon, that's something that's going to be tough. You combine that with the fact that let's not forget that LeBron James is not 100%, far from 100%, still recovering from a high ankle sprain. And although we had that, that you know, highlight dunk on that pass off the backboard from Caruso in game four, nonetheless, it doesn't change the fact that LeBron's not moving laterally in the same way that he once did. And it, it, it may be one of those nights where the Lakers are going to need to even stay within five, LeBron to go crazy and get 40. Is that in LeBron right now at the age of 36 off a short turnaround last season after winning a championship and dealing with the, the remnants of a high ankle sprain? I don't know. I, I, you know we're kind of on an unprecedented, unprecedented territory there. I will say this, and again, I like Phoenix laying the five. I think that the most important matchup in the series to me was Aiton against Davis. If Davis isn't on the floor, that's almost an eight and win by default. That's a big thing in Phoenix's favor on both ends of the floor. Um, Dennis Schroeder is going to have to take a whole lot more control offensively and try to be more of a scorer for the Lakers for them to have a chance in the absence of Davis. And Schroeder, who just came off before the playoffs started, this is, you know, his fourth game back from health and safety protocols. He was out for two weeks. 
It, the Lakers are not in great shape right now. To me, the Suns are the healthier team, the stronger team, the team with momentum. I have no issue laying five tonight. Brian, it was very evident early on in this series when Chris Paul was uh, down due to injury. He was still playing, but he certainly wasn't up to his normal effectiveness for the Phoenix Suns, uh, that it was a big problem for this team. And then on Sunday, he goes for 18 points and nine assists. Now, of course, AD goes out for the entire second half of the game. But do you think Chris Paul is about back to 100% or about back to the level where they can take the rest of this series, whether or not AD comes back? But is Chris Paul healthy enough where he is back in the mix for this team and has them firing on all cylinders? Not 100%. I don't know that he's going to be 100% between now and the end of the playoffs. Is he good enough? As you just said, yes, obviously he is. He is a, the thing about Chris Paul, it goes and, and he, you know, he played two games with a, you know, pretty much playing with just his left hand. His right arm was, was out of commission. He did what he could do. It looked much better in game four, but I think that he played through some pain. I think he'll continue to play through some pain, but they need him defensively. They need his leadership. They need his passing. They need all those things that he can do with a bad arm. You know, these are very important to Phoenix. So I think when you look at what's happening with Chris Paul, as long as it doesn't get worse, I think he'll be fine to get them through this series. Now, listen, we'll see what happens in the next round. They still obviously have to get through this round. But I think Paul's health is works to the Suns' advantage right now that he's able to play at the, at the level of effectiveness that he did in game four with that bad shoulder. Anthony Davis has a groin strain. This is normally a one- to two-week injury in a, normal, in a regular season for the NBA. They're going to play it one game at a time. But the Lakers have to figure out a way how to get themselves to a game seven to get Davis back out on the floor to be able to win this series. They still got to win two of the next three. That means winning one on the road. Um, can they do that? We'll see. I mean, this is, it's going to be very tough for the Lakers here. But I think Chris Paul health-wise, he's not exactly where the Suns would want him to be, but he's healthy enough to be able to, to, to finish the Lakers if that's what's out there in front of them. Right, another big game tonight uh, betters have their eyes on is obviously the Nuggets and the Blazers. So going to game five, going back to Denver, series is tied 2-2, pivotal game here to try to get the momentum. But what I've seen here is a little bit of movement on the Nuggets. The Nuggets open, very short favorite, around minus one and a half at home. They've been bet up to minus two. We've seen these really short favorites, five or less, do very, very well in the playoffs this year. They're 16-5 and five ATS. So what do you think for this matchup tonight? Do you like the Nuggets laying this very, very short number at home? It reminds me a lot of game two when the was a similar line move on a short number for the Nuggets, or do you think the Blazers here put up a fight? I think the Blazers have put up a fight, but I, I do like the Nuggets on that number. This is what I'll say about the Nuggets. And one thing, guys, I've looked at versus the spread throughout these playoffs, the more desperate team has generally been the better cover in the first round. And now we're at a point where Denver's clearly the more desperate team. Listen, Portland's got to get one of the next two in Denver to be able to win this series. For Denver here, if they lose tonight, they're in trouble going back to Portland. In a lot of ways, this is must-win for Denver. Denver showed in game four how you know Portland can absolutely run them into the ground. And Denver's dealing with some long-term fatigue issues. And notice Mike Malone, Post game went back to we're soft and and that and you know we played scared and all of those fighting words to try to get his guys to come out swinging. If they don't come out swinging tonight, this is over for Denver in the first round. That's how important this game is for them tonight. I again, I feel comfortable always with the more desperate team. To me, Denver's the more desperate team this evening. I would lay that short number. 
Ryan Geltziler is our guest. You can catch him on SiriusXM's NBA radio and also follow him on Twitter at HoopsCritic. And Brian, continuing on with this Denver-Portland series, Josh and I were talking about a bet that is available out there earlier in the show this morning that you can bet that this will go to seven games. This series will go to seven games, and it's a pretty short price at minus 120. Is that a bet you'd like to make right now? Yes, I think if you like Denver tonight, you like the series to go seven. Because I have a lot of confidence in Portland in their own building. I think Denver, again, fatigue-wise, Mike Malone said this a few weeks ago, and I think it's really important to put context on it right now. The four teams that went to the conference finals last year have not dealt well with the short offseason. And that's obviously Denver and Boston and the Lakers and the Miami Heat. And I think for Denver, they've done the best of these four, but they're kind of fighting that. Going on the road up 3-2, I think that's a spot where they would absolutely get knocked around again. Wouldn't surprise me if they win tonight to see Portland blow them out in a game six setting. So, yeah, I think if you like Denver tonight, I think you have to like the series to go seven. I don't think that's a bad number at all, minus 120 on the series called seven games. Brian, the third game tonight we haven't hit on yet. We got to mention Celtics and Nets. So obviously, um, you know, uh, aside from all the distractions, water bottle gate, all this different stuff, the game on the court tonight, the Nets have a chance to get rid of the Celtics, to eliminate the Celtics, to advance to the next round. Um, one thing I've noticed, this line is a big, big line. You rarely get, see a 12 and a half in the playoffs. That's pretty rare. Uh, but you have seen historically double-digit favorites, believe it or not, they cover at a pretty good rate. They're about 56% ATS the last decade. So what do you think? No Kemba Walker tonight. Um, obviously, you're going to need heroics from Jason Tatum. But is this just a play, hey, like, hey, don't overthink this too much. No Kemba. Celtics are pretty much much done do you lay it with the nets in the spot do you expect a blowout win i do and i'll give you another factor i think that that matters here we saw a couple things at the end of game four. First of all notice that with a blowout in place steve nash didn't pull the big three off the floor they all played 39 40 in 41 minutes hard uh, hard nerving and durant that was not because he doesn't want to get them off the floor That's because Kyrie Irving has a lot of acrimony against the Boston Celtics organization, and they wanted to make sure they put him in the ground. So they're going to keep these guys on the floor until the end of games. So when you look at covering a really big number in their own building, that becomes more likely with the fact that there is widespread support for Kyrie's vendetta against the Celtics up and down that Nets organization. From the players to the coaching staff to management, everybody is behind Kyrie. So when it comes to playing against the Celtics tonight, they can't beat them by enough. That's the way the Nets are approaching this. So to me, I actually think 12 and a half is light. I think it could have been a 15, 16 point spread. I really do because Boston is bringing a knife to a gunfight here. They don't have close to enough talent to compete with Brooklyn. And Brooklyn, who is not the best defensive team in the world, outside of Tatum, they have no one that can exploit that at all. So to me, I think this is going to be a Brooklyn coronation tonight. They'll take it and, and, they'll, and they'll take it big. But Brooklyn's intention is to take it big, which makes me more comfortable laying the big number. Josh, did you arrange for Brian to be our guest today because he's firing on all the same plays that you like, Denver and uh, the Suns and the Nets in a big way? (laughs) That's good stuff. Reinforces your plays there for sure, Josh. Uh, Brian, I want to ask you about uh, the three teams we figure to be left in the Eastern Conference, the Bucks, the Nets, and the 76ers. If you had to choose one there, really all season long, the Nets have been the favorite. Um, Any of those three that uh, you prefer to come out of the Eastern Conference conference i've taken the nets the whole way through um and 
I was still would, but I'm not as confident and comfortable as I once was for one reason. I'm a little nervous about the Milwaukee Bucks beating them. I really am. I, I think that this is a different version of the Bucks than we've seen the prior two years. First of all, Drew Holiday has helped put role definition in focus for this group. We know who Giannis is. We know what Giannis is going to do. We know that when there's a big shot that needs to be taken down the stretch of a game, Giannis is not going to take it. Chris Middleton's going to take it. That role definition has been defined this year in a way that it hadn't been in prior years. Drew Holiday, who's a chameleon out there, who will play whatever role his team needs him to play, has bounced into the role of pure point guard, of being a setup guy for Giannis and Middleton. And yes, when the opportunities are there to score, he will score because he's that good. But Holiday has been perfect for them. They have this natural matchup with Brooklyn where they can put Giannis on Durant, Middleton on Harden, and Holiday on Irving. And not that anybody's shutting down Brooklyn, but they're making life a little more difficult than other teams can for them on the defensive end of the floor. And on the other end of the floor, Brooklyn's got to guard them. And we've seen what happened with all the switching, what Tatum did to Irving in game three. And Irving, as well as he's played defensively, Holiday's a tough matchup for him. You know, Durant's not going to give you what he normally gives you offensively when he's got to worry about being the primary Giannis defender. And and then you talk about, you know, Harden having to guard Middleton. That's not going to be easy for James Harden. So you look at all those matchups, and then you realize this. There's a place to hide Brooke Lopez from Milwaukee, which is huge for them. They've used them a lot more in the post than they have the prior two seasons. They've had a lot of positive results doing that. And if I'm Milwaukee, I'm cool with him playing him on whoever's playing five for the Nets. Uh, Blake Griffin has been starting there, and I'll, I'll plant Lopez in the paint, have him play a one-man drop defense, and invite Griffin to shoot threes as much as he wants to shoot threes. Milwaukee's got a formula where they can beat him. They really do. So I, with that said, the reason I still favor Brooklyn is I think home court matters a ton here. I think it would be a, it's going to be a seven-game series. I think it's going to be a knockdown drag out. Um, and, I, again, I'm still picking the Nets, but I think you've got to be very wary of this Milwaukee Buck group. This is an excellent, excellent team. Brian, let's uh, let's quickly talk about the West because we did see one big thing with the Anthony Davis injury. Uh, the Lakers are no longer the favorite to win the West. You've actually seen the Jazz overlap the Lakers. Uh, Jazz are now plus 200 favorite to win the West. Blazers plus, or sorry, uh, Lakers plus 270. Clippers plus 290. I guess my question: It centers on the Jazz. Is this the team you believe in? Do you think kind of just like the uh, the field, the Caesar parting for the Jazz to make this move with injuries? Are you bullish on the Jazz? Would you take a plus 200 with Utah right now to? win the West. I'd rather take the plus 290 with the Clippers. Mm. I really would. I know people are down on the Clippers for losing the first two, but if you watch what's gone on in the last two games against Dallas, the Clippers have made substantial changes to how they play offensive basketball and their defense has been much better. The Clippers are not, you know, outside of Paul George, you're not seeing the long twos off the bounce. They're taking most of their threes are catch and shoot threes and they're committed to getting Kawhi Leonard to the rim. And, you know, you, you look at when they – it used to be, it was last year, and even earlier this year, when things are going bad for them on the offensive end of the floor, it's hand the ball to George, hand the ball to Leonard, get out of the way and let them do what they do. That's not what's happening anymore. They're putting Kawhi down on a little block. They're putting Kawhi on the elbow. They're, they're isolating him there and having guys get him the ball in spots where he can do what he wants to do. And when he does want to get to the rim, there's very few in the league better at it. He's really difficult to stop. So the Clippers have made some major changes here. Now, again, not having a Baca is a big issue for them. 
I actually don't think it's as big an issue against Utah as people think, just because listen, he would pull Gobert away from the basket. Morris will do the same type of thing. But Utah's not running offense through Gobert. Outside of lobs and offensive rebounds, he's not a primary focus for them. So they can get away with a Marcus Morris or even a Nicholas Batum guarding Gobert as long as they box him out good enough. So to me, I actually think this is a decent matchup for the Clippers. I think, you know, I believe they're going to beat Dallas in this series. I actually like the Clippers. I think that they're they're the best overlay, the best value. If you look at who's going to come out of the West, the plus 290. Great stuff, Brian. I got to let you go. We'll be back on the other side. We'll see if we can get a golf pick out of Mr. Applebaum. Stick with us on v Sin. <laughs> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit NFL.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back 
into the Lombardi line. Brady Cannon and Josh Applebaum with you on a Tuesday. And Josh, that means two days from now they will tee off on the PGA Tour for another golf tournament. You and Will Hill and I were touching on it briefly uh, a couple segments ago. It's really been a great run for golf with Phil Mickelson winning the PGA Championship, the second major of the season. We roll into Colonial Country Club, a historic venue. Other than Augusta National, Colonial Country Club has been the longest-running regular tour event on the PGA Tour. Then we we go into Jack's Place this week, Memorial. It is definitely one of the big boy tournaments. You look at the field this week, and a couple weeks from now, we'll have another major with the U.S. Open. So, you know, I kind of teased it there at the end of the segment with Brian that I was going to see if I, we could get a golf pick out of you. I hope you took the three minutes to, you know, handicap the field there. Uh, anybody on your – I mean, you've been listening to long shots and VEASAN for long enough, Josh. Maybe you've, you know, been able to figure out this market, the golf futures market. Anybody catch your eye this week at all? Yeah, so Brady, number one, I would say, you know, uh, obviously, um, you know, listening to you, listening to Wes, Will Hill. Uh, I didn't even know Will Hill was a golf guy, but th this guy's cashing tickets no matter what the sport is. So um, I, I love leaning on you guys. I love the fact anytime, you know, we talk to uh, someone who, who knows golf and, and knows how to bet golf, it's that these outright winners sometimes are kind of like a parlay when you're when you're betting a regular game. You want to have this big hit. You want to cash a 20 to one, a 15 to one. But really, oftentimes those matchups, those top 20s are the way to go. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not by any means a golf expert here brady but one guy that jumped out to me was justin thomas 16 to 1 mm -hmm. you know i was kind of doing a little bit of research on him and if you go to the official world golf uh ranking website uh justin thomas is your number two golfer right now on the planet so what i like about the owgr website is that they're looking at um not only historical results but how are you doing recently uh really weighing in you know your last uh, couple weeks your last month are you hot coming into this tournament so at 16 to 1 to me that was a little bit appealing uh, obviously thomas isn't the favorite so the fact that you know you're kind of passing up your top guys maybe looking a little bit down the list i'd lean a little bit justin thomas but brady what do you think you're the expert here who should i bet on in this tournament well i don't think thomas is a bad look uh he had a great uh run at this tournament uh, last year uh when we returned from the quarantine when golf uh, you know was being played during the quarantine i should say he went to a playoff with colin morikawa at this golf course they played two tournaments in a row at this golf course last year the workday championship and then the memorial john won the memorial he's the defending champion and your favorite the week prior Colin Morikawa won but he beat Justin Thomas in a playoff and really Thomas blew it he had like a three-shot lead with three holes to play or something like that uh, so I think this course really favors great iron players and Justin Thomas is probably probably the second best iron player in the world and Morikawa is number one and sure enough those two guys were in a playoff last year at Memorial so I, I think that kind of makes sense with those guys rising to the top Justin Thomas won the players championship if you recall at TPC Sawgrass back in the end of March and he was a favorite going into the weekend at Augusta after he had a pretty good first round at the Masters. He and Jordan Spieth were the two favorites heading into the weekend. That weather came in on Saturday. Hideki Matsuyama went nuts. Uh, Justin Thomas went south, and he's really kind of never been the same ever since. But he's starting to show some signs, and I, I think he had a decent week at Colonial, had a decent week uh, the other week, and I'm trying to remember uh, – what, it wasn't the PGA Championship. There was one in between there, I believe, that he played in where he was decent. 
He hasn't really come out sparkling, but I think the form is starting to return. It's never going to fall that off, in my opinion, for Justin Thomas. And you mentioned the second best player in the world behind Dustin Johnson currently. So I think it could be a week where this course, you know, fits his strength, the iron play. And I don't think he's a bad look at all. I went a little bit further down the board to a, a past champion here in Patrick Cantley, who, like Thomas, has been out of form really ever since he hit the Florida swing. He was our arguably the hottest player in the world on the West Coast. And then he went over to Florida, and his game has fallen off a little bit. Now he had a very good PGA championship. He's won here before. This is a Nicholas design I mentioned. He won the Jack Nicholas design at Sherwood Country Club, the Zozo Championship, back in October. So I think he is comfortable in this type of course. Again, another very good iron player. Uh, really, uh, really you know, his forte is all over the board. He's a good scrambler, good iron player, good off the tee. So I played Patrick Cantley in the neighborhood of 22 to one. I also played Corey Connors, another very strong iron player. Uh, got him at, uh, I think, 35 to one. And then Matthew Fitzpatrick, another great putter. These greens are going to be similar to Augusta National. Josh, very fast, bent grass greens with a lot of undulation. Matthew Fitzpatrick, a great iron player and a great putter. So we'll see if we can get one of those guys home. Patrick Cantley, Corey Connors, Matthew Fitzpatrick, and, and you're Justin Thomas. I'm on him in a head-to-head -head matchup as well. Uh, we will have more, of course, on long shots that will air later this evening on VSIN, and also you can find that up at vsin.com slash podcast. We'll be right back with Lou Finicaro. Playoffs are here, and our experts are covering every angle to find betting edges. VEASAN hockey expert Andy McNeil's tracking all the NHL action, and our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel has all the hoops insights. Our experts and the entire VEASAN team give you all the tools to make the most of every bet on the playoffs, including odds and analysis for every game, up at vsin.com, and also our daily members-only best bet emails. Now's the time to cash in on the playoffs. Sign up for a 10-day free trial at vsin.com slash subscribe. Brady Cannon and Josh Applebaum back with you inside the Lombardi line, and it's time now to talk a little puck passion. Our man Lou Finicaro now joins us. He's a UFC and playoff hockey expert, and you can follow him on Twitter at GamBlue. Good morning to you, Mr. Finicaro. You and I uh, had both jumped on the New York Islanders at better than 4-1 to one after they lost game one against the Boston Bruins in their round two series. You and I both found good prices on the Islanders to end up winning this series. I personally, I don't know if they're going to win it, but I felt it was a good number to have if we get to a sixth or seventh game with a team that you're holding it better than a four to one chance. Now, obviously, we got a big boost on that bet with them winning game two. The series price is adjusted still about minus 190, minus $2 on the Bruins. And going into their game on Thursday night, Lou, Boston is a favorite at the Nassau Coliseum. You know that will be quite the environment there in that little barn. I'm seeing like minus 130. I probably make them more about minus 120, Lou. I think minus 130 is a little bit expensive for the Bruins on the road. 
Well, we'll have to see uh, where that number takes us. Uh, chances are you'll see a little bit of that. They, they tend to bet the home teams. Um, I, I do believe that the, uh, while I believed that the Islanders were going to be set up for a much more uh, diligent opponent in Boston as opposed to Pittsburgh, never in my wildest dreams would I think that they'd be a plus 200 or a plus 210 underdog in the series to Boston. These two teams play tight. They know each other well. It's going to be an intimate, close, physical series that I do expect those six or seven games, which is why I thought that series price was an overreaction and at 400 or 400 plus before last night's game uh, out of whack. Lou, it's great to see you. Great to talk to you. And I'm on bated breath here waiting for your points for the weekly uh, UFC breakdown for Rosenstruck and Sakai here this weekend. So I can't wait to see who you got there. But um, keeping it to the NHL, because you've been doing a great job in the NHL with your plays. What's your take on tonight's game, Tampa Bay, Carolina? Because we saw Tampa Bay win the opener 2-1. to one. Tonight, you're seeing a little bit of movement toward Carolina. It was pretty much a pick em. Now Carolinas are on minus 110. Some shops, you know, inching to minus 115 here. Do you like the Hurricanes to bounce back? And then also, any take on the total? Because it's five and a half, but it's really, really juiced to the under. 20 minus 125 to the under. So what do you think? What, what should we expect out of this pivotal game two tonight? Well, I, I think it's going to be an outstanding game. But my biggest question is, uh, what makes Tampa plus 100 tonight when they were minus 105 or minus 110 before game one and they came out and won? Uh, Vasilevsky has been outstanding, and it's really been a tale of two goaltenders here. That first game was two to one, and now I see this line opens six, drops right to five and a half. I believe that's based on game one's reactions. The fact that Niedermeyer is out, a goal scorer for Carolina, is going to mandate that they really have to play a physical uh, cluttering game in front of Vasilevsky. I think that the bookmakers made the total right at the first whack. I see goals in this game because Carolina has to. And uh, so far from what I see, the way to beat Tampa Bay is to play them five on five. That's where their numbers show that they are the most approachable. If you give them power play opportunities, they're going to eat you alive. And so I, I see goals tonight, a tight game, but I lean to Tampa Bay on the road based on the value I'm getting over game one. All right, Lou, let's go to the series coming up out of the North Division and uh, just a brutal series once again for Toronto Maple Leafs fans and their club losing three straight games to the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, I didn't think a third time uh, would get past the Toronto Maple Leafs on Monday night, but boy, it seems like it's in this team's head now. Anyway, the Montreal Canadiens, let's give credit to them and Carey Price was outstanding. They will advance to take on the Winnipeg Jets in their series and the Jets have been made a series favorite here, Lou. Minus 125, a short price there in favor of the Winnipeg Jets. And Josh talked about it earlier. You were the Jets whisperer in their series against the Edmonton Oilers. Made a few great calls on the Jets as they swept that series. Every game in which they were an underdog. What do you think here? Would you go back to the well with the Jets or would you play on the dog here in the Canadiens? 
As far as the series is concerned, I'm I'm less compelled. I, I think we're going to see a really, really tight, goaltender-dictated series here. And so what I may do is I give tremendous advantage to Montreal in game one. Yes, that's correct. I'm giving advantage to the team with one day off as opposed to the team with eight days off, because the team with eight days off is going to take a while to get their legs back. But their goaltender's hot. That's not going away. Last three times these teams played since April 8th, there were 17 goals scored between them, except not one time did Carey Price see the opponent, the Winnipeg Jets. So the Jets are going to see Montreal with Carey Price. That's a big difference than Josh Allen, and Allen's a good goaltender. But this line on this game, five and a half, is uh, obtusely incorrect. I think it should be five. Winnipeg's going to have heavy legs. Uh, the Canadians are going to play from the goal out. We're going to see a two-to-one game here. Under five and a half, got to lay a little juice. I don't give two unit releases, but I'm giving one on tomorrow night's game. Winnipeg, Montreal, under five and a half. Get it now. All right, very good. A big play for Lou Finicaro on the under in game one between the Winnipeg Jets and the Montreal Canadiens. We've got to run, my friend, but I want to know, did you watch the NCAA selection show for the College Baseball World Series, the regionals? Now, Lou, he specializes in UFC, postseason hockey, and also the College World Series. Did you see the brackets come out for the uh, NCAA Baseball regionals? I did not, but I'm aware of what's going on because in order to gain value on these blue blood baseball teams, you have to bet them before the regionals and super regionals. If you wait till the field of eight college world series, the, the numbers are sucked out. And so teams like Vanderbilt, Florida, Louisville, better look at them now. Well, I like that you mentioned Florida there. Thank you very much for that. Go Gators. I was, I was forced to, unfortunately, because they're a good baseball team. The check's in the mail, Mr. Finicaro. Thank you very much. We'll Thanks, wrap Lou. it up here with the final segment on the Lombardi line. Brady Cannon and Josh with you at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. 
Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. NHL and NBA playoffs are here, and our experts are covering every angle to find the betting edges. VEASAN hockey expert Andy McNeil is tracking the NHL action, and our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel has all the hoops in sights. Our experts and our entire VEASAN team give you all the tools to make the most of every bet on the playoff, including odds and analysis for every game at VEASAN.com and our daily members-only best bet emails. Now's the time to cash in on the playoffs. Sign up for your 10-day free trial at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Brady Cannon and Josh Applebaum back with you, wrapping up the Lombardi line. Next up, we throw it down to Circa, the resort and casino in fabulous downtown Las Vegas for the Nuts with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw. And we want to get into the Tuesday card for Major League Baseball, Josh. But before we do, let's touch on the NBA real quick. Recap what your plays are tonight. I know you were pretty strong about a few different moves on the hardwood tonight. Yes, there's a couple that caught my eye, Brady. Number one, uh, that Celtics-Nets over. I really like that play. To me, you're checking off quite a few boxes. You've seen the over go 3-1 this series. You think with no Kemba Walker, hey, maybe they'll have a tough time scoring. But it looks like based on the market, you know, really the respect to money isn't worried about that. I really liked kind of what uh, what Brian, our guest earlier, said. You know, the Nets, this Kyrie Vendetta wanting to keep scoring, keep playing. So maybe that over has a little opportunity. You do have three over refs in this one. I love it when all three refs line up on the same side. So so Michael Smith, Zach Zarba, Ben Taylor, all between 52 and 54% to the over. And that thing has risen 231 and a half up to 233 and a half. If you want to lay the points of the Nets, I, I again, it's tough for me to be with the public and lay a 12 and a half, but this thing is moving in favor of the Nets. These double digit favorites have done well in the playoffs historically. So if you want to play the Nets, I can't blame you there. My fa- other favorite plays, uh, money line with the Nuggets. I really like the Nuggets tonight. We talked about it with Will Hill, but that minus one and a half up to minus two, that that favorite off a blowout loss. And then also these short favorites, five or less, all matching with the Nuggets tonight. Um, and then look at that late game. I'm, I'm still leaning more to the Suns here, guys. Uh, Brady, you know, it opened minus three and a half, minus four. Suns are now up to minus five. Interesting thing is some of these books are trending to five and a half. So if you like the Suns, you may want to get them a little bit earlier, uh, sooner rather than later. Also, Brady, that total is very low, 209 down to 207 and a half. But I did just see some 207 and a halves get bet up to 208. So maybe this thing 
you know, hit the low water mark. Maybe there's a little buyback over there. I think it's a great night at NBA. I think to, to, to me, Brady, I, I can't wait to sweat uh, that hockey game tonight with, with Carolina and Tampa. But to me, it's baseball and NBA tonight. I can't wait to sweat these games. All right, let's get to the Diamonds. And we will start in Cleveland where the couple combatants at the uh, AL Central, the top of the division there, the Cleveland Indians and the Chicago White Sox will go at it. They played two on Monday and they split the doubleheader, did the Indians and the White Sox. Today, 335 Pacific, 635 Eastern. Good pitching matchup here with Dylan Cease on the bump for the Chicago White Sox taking on Shane. Bieber and this one's pretty interesting in the market Josh opened up in favor of the Indians at minus 160 now we're seeing a lot of books down to as low as minus 145 but some books still at that number of minus 160 so a lot of fluctuation in the market here I kind of lean I don't like to go against uh, Shane Bieber personally yeah, Brady, I'm with you. I don't like going against Bieber either, but to me, I'm either going White Sox or not playing this game. You know, one thing I did notice, as you mentioned, Brady, a little bit of movement toward the Chai Sox here. Again, going from, you know, some shops like plus 140 down to plus 137. Nothing crazy, uh, but the, but the, basically the movement has been toward Chicago here. You would like some situations. This would be a divisional dog. You know, the other thing is if you like the Indians, very low total. Low totals do benefit favorites historically. Um, but I, to me, it's White Sox or nothing. I'd also keep an eye on maybe a contrarian over. The public's really on the under here. Cease has got good numbers. Bieber's been great here. But this thing was open at seven. Public is all over the under. It's rare they like an under, but they see the ERAs of both the pitchers say, hey, it's got to be a two-to-one game. What's intriguing to me, Brady, a lot of these books are seven with the over minus 120, minus 115. So maybe a little bit of over money there. Uh, but to me, it's White Sox or nothing. It's, it's hard to bet against Bieber. It's also hard to pass up the White Sox, a really good team, getting that plus money in a divisional game. All right, let's turn to the National League West, an interleague game here between the Texas Rangers visiting Coors Field and the Colorado Rockies. The Rockies return home off of a road trip, which they got their fourth win on the road all season long. Now they have been uh, much, much better in the friendly confines in Denver, Colorado there. Uh, but the Rangers are seeing the money. Big move in the market here, Josh. Colorado and Herman Marquez facing the Rangers and Dane Dunning. And Marquez in Colorado opened up as about a minus 130 favorite. We're now down to a pick 'em with a total coming down as well, down to about nine and a half at a lot of shops around town. Yeah, Brady, this is interesting. So number one, we got to remember here when the Rockies are on the road, whew, they are they are rough. We it's a rocky road Rockies. indeed. Oh, I like that. Rocky Road ice cream, Brady. <laughs> I, I could go for some of that right now. But um, I like the the Rangers here. To me, Brady, this is one of the biggest line moves of the day. It's also one of the sharpest line moves because majority bets here on the Rockies at home. You look at two teams, both bad, you know, below 500 records. The Rangers have lost a ton of games in a row. They're not playing well. Uh, but I think it's a good spot to buy low on Texas because a lot of these books, as you mentioned, Brady, open like minus 130 Rockies. It's all the way down to pick them. And you're even starting to see some of these books hop the fence to now the Rangers are favored here so this match is one of my favorite systems these interleague line moves when you're playing interleague games what for whatever reason it's been very predictive going with the line move so uh so far this year interleague line moves are 59 percent when you're a favorite and in, 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 in a interleague line move uh in your favor 64 percent so that would technically now match with the rangers as they're becoming a slight favorite but think of it this way brady massive move to the Rangers. Somebody's got something on the Rangers today. I want to be with that smart money. I'm going Texas here at basically a pick em price. You would have really wanted to get some plus money earlier, but still it's been all Texas money here.
Well, if you're talking about interleague line movement, uh, that would lead me to believe that you're on the San Francisco Giants as well. You've got another NL West versus AL West matchup here. This at Oracle Park in San Francisco, where the Giants have been red hot. They've uh, retaken the lead in the division there over San Diego and the Los Angeles Dodgers, having won four in a row. They beat the Angels on Monday. This will be Alex Wood against Andrew Heaney. And just a slight move towards the Giants. They opened up as about minus 150 favorites now at minus 155 the total has come down from seven and a half to seven josh and that's where i'm going i like the under in this game do you prefer a side or a total so brady i'm with you i lean under there and uh, i know you're you're a wise guy who gets closing line value i know you got the hook on the seven and a half so good job there this thing is down to seven but uh my play here with a lean on the under is the giants i like the giants in this spot i'm not going to overthink this one too much uh number one line movement to the giants nothing crazy but like minus 145 minus 150 now up to closer to minus 160. Uh, i also think the pitching matchup definitely favors the giants here alex wood's been really good five and two 2.44 era andrew heaney uh two and three 5.24 so you, you know on paper it's it's hard to bet a game on paper but you would think this pitching matchup is a benefit to the giants uh but i like that move to the Giants. I also like that. Uh, again, interleague line moves have done very well, especially on a favorite. They cashed last night, back again tonight. You're also a big favorite with a low total. When you have that really low total of seven, uh, that's a good sign if you're on the favorite because the fewer amount of expected runs scored, more likely to come from that quote-unquote better team, which would be the Giants. Then also, Brady, uh, two lefties on the mound. You've seen the Giants go 11-7 and seven against lefties. Uh, Angels have gone seven and eight. Also, the Giants have been great at home. So I'm going to lay it with the G-men here, and hopefully we, 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 we uh, can catch your under there as well, Brady. Uh, let's go to the National League East for the Braves and the Nationals. This one will go at 420 Pacific, 720 Eastern, and a very interesting pa uh, pitching matchup with Steven Strasburg against Max Freed. And the Braves are a slight favorite here, up to minus 145 at BetMGM. The rest of the market pretty much dealing minus 135, 137 in that neighborhood. Which way are you leaning here, Josh? Yeah, Brady, this one's tough for me. You know, not too much movement overall. Uh, you, it's rare to see Strasburg 4.43 ERA. Even Freed, he's actually gotten better here uh, recently. But Washington's been in a tough spot. They haven't won a ton of games. I would lean Washington, though. You know, you look at the kind of the way the line has moved. The Braves are the popular play at home. But the Braves open minus 140-ish. They're down to, you know, we're showing 138. I'm seeing some books closer to, like, minus 133, so a little line movement there toward the Nats. Um, I'd lean Nats, divisional dog on the road, line move in their favor, high total, uh, and also it, it is rare, even though Strasburg, he may not be the Strasburg we remember from the World Series run, but still getting plus money in division game, buying low on the Nats, I'd lean Nats in that one. All right, one more game here, and I was on the Dodgers on Monday night. I'm on the Dodgers on Tuesday night as well. I think uh, we're seeing a resurgence out of this team. Of course, they had that spell where they lost like 11 games in a row or you know 12 out of 14 or something like that lost their uh, spot in the National League West but this team is still right there in the thick of things and have been playing very well as of late I think they're starting to get their act together now David Price is on the hill for Los Angeles tonight that's a rarity you don't see all that often anymore 710 Pacific 1010 Eastern time taking on John Gant and the Cardinals and Price and Dodger Blue laying better than two dollars here Josh with a total of eight and a half 
Yeah, this is a high line here, Brady, but I don't mind it. I'm going to all back the Dodgers in this one. I'm with you. You know, this is a team that uh, really getting Cody Bellinger back really, you know, uh, strengthens their lineup a ton, putting him in the middle of the order. Like you can't undersell Cody Bellinger getting back in this lineup. Uh, the other thing is John Gant. He's got a 1.81 ERA. He's got great numbers here, but I was doing some research. A lot of his stuff is predicting a re uh, regression, like his whip. A lot of these uh, kind of these, um, you know, like terms that you're not familiar with are basically predicting that his ERA is better than what he's as hard. Hard, uh, hard hit ball rate and all stuff like that. Um, also, just the plain move to the Dodgers here. It's not a very lopsided bet count. It's kind of a 50-50 game. How can he not take 180 with the cards here? Yet, big move to the Dodgers. David Price and the Dodgers, minus 170 they opened at Brady. They're all up to minus 180. This would match a lot of systems I like. These big favorites, 200 or more, coming off a win. 24-7 and seven this year, 77%, about a 10% ROI. Uh, also, Steam, 15, uh, 15 cents or more off a win. Big moves here. I've done well, 59%. So, no, it's a big number, uh, but I'm going Dodgers here. And then before we get out of here, Brady, real quick. Oakland mashes lefties. They lost last night, uh, but Oakland has been great. They are 14-8 against lefties. They're at Seattle. They've moved pretty big here around minus 135 to minus 155. All right, very good. Yeah, friend of the network, Mark Borchard, a part of the base winner team, was on our program over the weekend. And by his numbers, you talk about all those uh, analytics, whip and BABIP and, and all that type of thing. The St. Louis Cardinals, by his numbers and his simulations, come out as the luckiest team in baseball so far. And he is on the fade train of the St. Louis Cardinals, as you and I are this evening. Next up, we send it down to Circa for the nuts with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw. Stick with us here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit NFL.com slash schedule release to learn more. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.